I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. I so appreciate your patience while we celebrate the 4th of July and just really had a family weekend on my end. I really need those breaks in order to stay, you know, pepped up for you guys and to keep that, uh, you know, fire alive. I was super burned out going into the weekend and I feel like a totally different person taking a few days off. So again, I really appreciate you guys and I hate to say it, but the AC is out in my upstairs and that happens to be where my recording studio is. So I'm coming to you from a very hot, sweaty, stuffy room and it is not ideal, but we're going to make it happen regardless. Today we have a ton of really interesting stories for you guys. Cocaine found in the West Wing. More Supreme Court decisions. We're going to go over three that just happened. And then we're also going to touch on the protests in France and what sparked them. Let's get into it. So like I said, we're starting out with a story about cocaine found in the West Wing. So, yep, you heard that right. Cocaine, snow, snowflakes have been found in the West Wing of the White House. Some may shrug and say, yeah, sounds about right. And wouldn't be surprised for past or present presidents to be dabbling in something that can help keep you going at all hours of the day and night. But that said, this is an illegal substance. So what exactly is the backstory here? Let's get into the details. So while the Bidens were out of town at Camp David, the White House was temporarily closed. The Secret Service agents, while keeping watch as they do, discovered a white powder substance, which in D.C., you guys, gives everyone anthrax flashbacks and hair standing up on the back of their neck. So they were probably highly cautious with this substance before it was determined to be cocaine. If you guys remember, I've actually interned on both the House side and the Senate side of Capitol Hill, and I got the lovely task of opening all the mail in both offices for the time that I spent in each one. And I can tell you that there was this lovely little machine about the size of a space heater with a fan that was constantly making a whirring sound at my feet. And it was an anthrax detector. And that would be on at all times to just make sure that none of us actually opened a letter with anthrax in it. (sighs) Reassuring, huh? And there were even a couple times where the whole Senate buildings had to be evacuated because one of these things went off. But there's actually screening procedures for all the mail coming in anyway. So it comes to us opened. So 
There were a lot of safeguards put in place against anthrax poisoning, but finding a white powder substance in the West Wing must have been pretty terrifying, and it's why the Secret Service is there. But we're lucky to have them. They keep our government workers safe, all these precautions. And I'm sure it was a device similar to the one at my feet in Congress that helped to determine that this was cocaine and not something hazardous. That said, cocaine is a scandal of its own, of course. Now, when picturing the West Wing, keep in mind that this is not where the president lives. You know, it's not his residence. It's where he works. It's where the Oval Office is. So there are a ton of staff coming in and out of there, not to mention lobbyists, janitors, security teams, and more. To determine who it might belong to, the Secret Service will be conducting some tests and I'm assuming these are things like fingerprints and DNA. We don't have answers on any of that yet, but this is the exact type of scandal that could play a role in the 2024 presidential campaign, and it has the potential to be explosive. So we'll definitely keep you guys posted. Stay tuned. And like I mentioned at the top, we will be going over three Supreme Court decisions for our next story. So it has just been an absolute onslaught of major Supreme Court decisions, and they've made even more. So this is their busy season, you guys. Buckle up and let's walk through three of their most recent opinions. So first up, the Biden student loan forgiveness plan was shot down. The Supreme Court ruled on Friday, 6-3, to against the Biden administration, determining that they had overstepped their legal authority in trying to pay back student loans. If you remember, they were planning to cancel over $400 billion worth of student loan debt, and now all of those borrowers are left disappointed as this political ping-pong match comes to an end. At the end of the day, though, this move by Biden had a lot of opponents and a lot of arguments against it. It was going to be essentially a band-aid on a bullet hole when it comes to the high prices of, you know, college educations. And it faced an uphill battle in getting put into effect. But Biden gave it his best shot and it was shot down. The next two cases that we will discuss are religion related, which gets tricky because the ultra religious justices, some of the new ones especially, have to do that careful dance of separating church and state despite their own religious leanings. So here's where they came down on these two debates. The first of the two, wedding websites are turning political. So this was a crazy case, you guys, but basically there was this wedding website designer in Colorado. She was approached by two gay men who were getting married. They wanted to hire her to make them a website for their upcoming nuptials, and she declined, citing her religious beliefs. A lot of people work for themselves so that they can choose who they do and do not want to work with. But at the end of the day, it is a crime to discriminate based on people's sexual orientation. The Supreme Court came down 6-3 in favor of the web designer's First Amendment rights to turn away work based on her religious beliefs. 
Obviously, this opens the floodgates for LGBTQ persons to be discriminated against in a myriad of other ways if people can just cite religious beliefs as their reasoning. That said, this web designer should be free to work with who she wants and walk away from work she doesn't want to do. And now that right is inscribed into U.S. law. And lastly, the second of the two religious decisions, Sundays off for Christian workers. On Thursday of last week, the Supreme Court ruled that an evangelical mail carrier in Pennsylvania can actually request off on Sundays for religious reasons, and the U.S. Mail Service must respect that. The mail carrier himself spoke out saying, quote, I hope this decision allows others to be able to maintain their convictions without living in fear of losing their jobs because of what they believe, end quote. The court really came down in the middle on this, though, because while their ruling does respect people's religious beliefs, it also allows for employers to determine whether or not this person's religious request would put an undue burden on the other employees in the mix. And the employer can make decisions based on all those factors. So it seems like pretty much everyone is happy with this ruling and that it basically clarifies terms that weren't spelled out well enough prior to this decision. And lastly for today, I did want to touch on the French protests that are going on over police brutality. So last Tuesday, the fatal shooting of a Muslim teenager in Paris brought the French identity crisis to the forefront. They have had night after night of violent protests in the streets. There has long been this racial tension between the Muslim immigrant community in France and the community that they have found a home in. Conflicts over things like headscarves have often brought these tensions to the forefront, but no one event has been as explosive as the killing of this young man named Nahel. Authorities have not given out his last name, only used the initial M to protect the minor's identity. Even his funeral has sparked more protests, and over 800 people have been arrested so far, and the police are just bracing for more. French President Macron left major meetings in Brussels to hold an emergency meeting on the subject. The protests are mostly filled with angry teenagers and Macron is worried about their safety and he's really encouraging parents to help these teenagers stay home and basically lock them at home so that they don't get hurt in these protests. The police officer who shot the child is in custody and has been charged. So there's not much more that the government can do. And the French criminal justice system is just as slow, if not slower, than the that of the U.S. So it's going to take some time before his trial would get underway. It's hard to say where these protests will end. But as always, we'll definitely keep you guys posted. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, I think we are all well advised to keep on nodding terms with the people we used to be, whether we'd find them attractive company or not. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.